Weekly Sauce, episode 61. 60 last week was with uh, the hockey expert, Marco, Marco D'Amico. Um, man, it was... It was exactly what I thought it would be with Marco. As uh, as candid as he as he is, and as funny as he is, Marco is a good guy. Uh, but before we get to uh, the rest of the show, um, this episode, as usual, is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com and use Hot Sauce Ten for ten percent off the entire site. Um, best sauces, man. The truffle sauce. I don't know. I can't talk about it. I'm still I'm I'm still waiting to try it. Okay, I'll send you a bottle. <laughs> I'll send you a bottle. Because um, I love buffalo sauce. It's really good. Honestly, it's really good. So uh, visit Mike's PPQ up MTL.com and use hot sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Um, you can get everything, man. The truffle sauce, the mustard truffle sauce, which is already the best sauce in the world. And then the truffle sauce that on top of that, second best sauce in the world. The ghost bourbon, their actual barbecue rub is, is sick. I use it on my ribs all the time. It's good. Every week I tell you guys... Um, Go ahead, go ahead and buy it, man. It's it's um, it works. It's the best sauce on the planet and uh, the best gifts. You can you can be the first guy to try it out of your crew. You know what I mean? You can they'll be you'll be at a barbecue and they'll be like, hey, what's the sauce? You'll be like, it's Mike's BBQ Rub. How the hell don't you know about this? But you knew about it because you listened to the show, Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use hot sauce ten for ten percent off. Episode sixty one. We're gonna break down UFC three sixty three. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna say this. This is this is probably like the eighth time I've made that mistake. It, it's UFC two sixty five. <laughs> I was on uh, the tarps off and I was review. We're previewing the two, UFC 265 and as I, I'm, we're doing the show I wanted to see the rest of the card so I wrote UFC 365 and nothing was coming up and I'm like what the hell is going on it didn't make any sense what and I was figuring I'm like what the fuck and then I noticed after I kept on writing 365 and not 265 so um, so yeah UFC 265 we saw uh, the uh, the reigning of a new heavyweight uh, interim champ uh, Surreal Gane we saw um, the resurgence of of a beast in Tisha Torres. We saw Vicente Luque finally climbing up the rankings and making a name for himself in the welterweight division. Uh, we saw a lot, man. It was a good card, top to bottom. Uh, I had a good time watching it. A lot of good finishes. Um, that Chiesa and Luque fight, we'll start with that one. That one was the best one for me so far. Okay, look, that fight didn't last too long, but yeah. hey, it, it was very technical. Very technical, and and Chiesa almost had it, man. He, he, I, b- I believe his it was his arm, right? That wasn't placed uh, the right position. So uh, it wasn't necessarily his arm. So what he had was is he didn't have, uh, he had the arm. He could have finished the choke that way, but he didn't have his le- left hook in his left his other leg. Yeah. In. So if he had that, if he had that other leg in, he would have been able to control uh, Luke's hips a little more, and then you'd be able to flatten him out and be able to choke him out, but. Honestly, you could finish that choke either way. Luke is just a tough motherfucker, man. Oh, yeah. The way Luke just bounced back from that. And Chiesa was going to get out of it. And then he just pushed his buddy, his, um, his buddy up. And then he got the choke yeah. down. And that was incredible it was all, all that happened in 30 seconds it was crazy. crazy yeah it was crazy and i i had i actually put uh two bets down i put that both of them win by submission i swear <laughs> I, I i had a feeling this fight was going to go to the ground and i had a feeling it was going to be luke to win or chiesa or chiesa is going to win by by submission and i was like fuck chiesa is about to get it he has a choke he almost gets it 
Luke gets out. Keza makes the mistakes. Of, he made the mistake of putting his arms on the ground, so that left space for the dart stroke. And as soon as he got that in, Anaconda squeeze. Salulev is it fini. Uh, Vicente Luque making a name for himself. I, I think Vicente Luque, after his loss to Wonderboy, um, really picked up his game. Uh, you know, he's he's not somebody that we can ignore anymore. I think that uh, Kamara Usman is very aware of who Luke is. Obviously, they know each other too. They train together. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm looking at this man. This is gonna be a good fight. I think Usman, if he can get through Colby, which I think he will, uh, Luke is the next guy because the welterweight division, as stacked as it is, who's next really? Like Masvidal, uh, yeah, Leon yeah, Edwards. Yeah. I was uh, yeah, I was actually uh, expecting. Chiesa to win this fight and be the next contender, but Luke and I'll win. It's I I think it's going to be Luke versus Edwards for for number one contender. That's what it, I think. That's what it has to be too. And I think Luke is very aware that he needs to beat somebody like uh, Leon Edwards. But Leon Edwards deserves a title shot. I think you know what I mean. Like not necessarily that he's beaten like a bunch of different guys, but. I think he I think he deserves a title shot. At the end of the day, there, it shouldn't be that. You don't have to beat everybody in the top five to get a title shot. He's won enough fights in a row for him to be considered to get to the title. And we're waiting on that, and hopefully that happens. But overall, I think Usman has three or four fights that he has to bang out before he considers any other division or anything else. Uh, yeah, Usman's looking unstoppable. I don't even know who's going to stop him at, at this point because he, he's he's... He's very complete. He he remind, he reminds me now a lot of GSP. Yeah. He has he has he has great ground control. He his jab is incredible, just like GSP's was, mm-hmm. and I I just don't see anyone beating him. I think he's gonna retire as the champion, and that's it. So that's all. Um, the other fight that was really interesting that I, with a really um, young fighter. Well, the first fight of the card, Song Dung. Oh yeah, crazy. what a what a fighter okay yeah. he look he, he, didn't, he threw so he threw 257 strikes landed landed 116 of them and that's how amazing he was of a fighter he yeah. threw many jabs great punch great combinations uh there was a point where casey kenny almost had him in a submission mm-hmm. uh he he actually got out of it uh he he fell his takedowns uh but overall i think this guy he's only 23 years old he's only going to get better from here yeah so i in 3 years he can be a, he could actually be a tr- a great contender in the bantamweight this the, the division man 3 years oh that bantamweight Maybe mean two. that bantamweight division is wide open right now i mean they're, they're well, it's stacked. It's, it's stacked, stacked right saying. now. There's a lot that can happen. One or two wins in the next year, and he's talking about he's talking to a title shot. Like we're looking at who? Like there's Dillashaw, there's Jose Aldo. We saw who we'll talk about in a bit. Sean O'Malley is there. Sean O'Malley. There's uh, Cody Garbrandt, obviously. There's Jose uh, Aldo still around. Yeah. So Jose Aldo. I mean, listen, he's going to have to climb the ladder. Maybe three years is a good number, but the way he is, and he's fighting out of Team Alpha Male. Um, how you can market him? I think the UFC is going to push him a lot faster. I honestly, I see like a, like a push like they would do with uh, like yeah. they did with Surreal Ghani. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't market this guy. He's you know he's twenty three years old. He's twenty three and he's already this good. So this fucking sky is the limit for this dude. And hopefully he's able to to wrap that belt around his waist, or at least we'll see uh, a nice run for him and going to the, going to the going to the championship. So we talked about Jose Aldo. Let's get into Jose Aldo yeah. a bit. Um, 
kind of expected this. I thought the fight would end before. Uh, I don't think it, I didn't think it would go to distance. Um, I think that um, Jose Aldo has like rejuvenated his career. And you know, I was a guy that if you listen to when I was on Tarps Off with with those guys, I said first thing to go is your chin. And Jose Aldo's got KO'd a couple times, and he got tagged by Munoz a few times and he stood there and maybe 135 was the weight for him I mean he looked fucking dry as shit at the weigh-ins but he said it was an easy cut maybe there was the weight for him and uh, I think that with the power that he has he can do some damage in that division yeah, 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 that's what he said before the fight. He's, he said uh, that I feel like Bantamweight is now a division that he can see himself, you know, finishing in because the in the, in the featherweight division he had a he needed a bigger weight, weight cut. And I think right now with with age, you know, the older you get, the harder it is for you to cut weight. Yeah. Now he, he's he's now in a position that you know he can he can thrive in the Bantamweight division. Will he be the champion in the Bantamweight division? Well, he's cutting, he's cutting more weight in the Bantamweight division. Well, he was in featherweight. Yeah, it's one forty-five featherweight. He's he's fighting at one thirty-five. He's cutting more it? weight now. Oh yeah, that's true. He's cutting more weight now. I, so he, I, that's that's I mixed why, up that's the why divisions. <laughs> that's why I'm so surprised is because that's why I'm so surprised because he's he's getting older and he's able to cut this weight. Imagine if he was able to cut this weight and be a two. He he could have been back in the day. Jose Aldo could have been a two division champ, man. Like that's like that's a that's a reality. That's a, like that's an actual reality. And uh, Conor McGregor stopped that real quick. And Jose Aldo, if he cleaned Conor out. Then he wouldn't have had anybody else to fight, and he would have had to fight in the featherweight in the bantamweight division, and he could have been the two the two champ. But the only thing with at that time was that Henan Barao was the champ at the bantamweight division, and they were teammates, so I don't think they would have fought each other. But it would have been nice to see if Aldo would have been the champ at that point. So I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting storyline. I mean, hypotheticals. We're never going to see it happen, but uh, I think Jose Aldo can make a run for the title, man. He, all he has to do now he's calling out T.J. Dillashaw, and. And, and just a little something before we move on. So, so at the weigh-ins, or, or was it in press conference? The announcer said Jose Aldo, the greatest Brazilian MMA fighter. Um, Arguable. I, to myself, I'm like, does Anderson Silva live on the moon? <laughs> Arguable though. Could, Anderson Silva, they had the same, they had the same amount, not the same amount of. Uh, of wins in their division, but we can argue that Jose Aldo uh, fought in a tougher division. Uh, he was the champ before that at WEC, so he had his reign before that as well. Uh, it's it's arguable. I don't th- I, I don't agree with that. I think Anderson Silva is the best Brazilian of all time. I mean, I mean, this one Amanda Nunes was in there too. Amanda Nunes, you can't forget about her too. I mean, if she if she won this weekend, if she had fought this weekend and won, I think that she probably could have been considered the best. I mean, she's a two division champ right now, right? So. If she's able to continue that and be active and be able to share a few wins, I mean, why aren't we talking about Amanda Nunes as the best Brazilian fighter of all time? Top five, top three pound for pound of all time. She, I think she's a top three pound for pound right now, Amanda Nunes. She, she's unstoppable. Uh, to me, there's uh, Usman, uh, Israel, pound for pound. I'd throw Jones in there. Nunes. Uh, lightweight is um, uh, Volkanovski. Oh, no, Volkanovski's featherweight. Who's the champ at lightweight? It's uh, uh, Oliveira. Yeah, okay, no, not him. He's another Brazilian. You know, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Amanda Nunes top five pound for pound today for sure. I'd say so. I don't think you'll get many arguments out of there. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. On uh, like on the spot, I was like, okay, well, what is he talking about? Because although yes, I- I'll give him credit. He was a great champion for for a long time. Yeah, but. Anderson Silva, what he what he what he was able to do, and the way he his his whole persona and his abilities in MMA were just incredible, way past everyone's IQ when it comes to MMA as well. He his his front kick KO was probably one one of the best KOs I'll I'll always remember in my life. Oh, and, the, on Vitor Belfort. Yes. Technically, he didn't finish him with the kick, though. He had to finish him on the ground. But yeah, but look, um, you sure? Just, yeah, just to give you. Okay, so he wins. So yeah. Jose Aldo, he wins the WEC title uh, featherweight against Cub Swanson. Okay, then he beats Mike Brown. Then he beats Uriah Faber. Then he beats your boy Manny Gamborian, Mark Hominick, Kenny Florian, Chad Mendez, Frankie Edgar, Chan Sung Young, who we know, uh, Ricardo Lamas, Chad Mendez loses to Conor McGregor, beats Frankie Edgar again. Back-to-back losses to Holloway. KO's Jeremy Stevens. KO's Hanato Moicano. Then he loses by decision to Alex Volkanovsky for the title. Uh, then he loses to Marlon Moraes, who's Marlon Moraes, you know, sick fighter. Loses <laughs> to Peter Yan, who's the current champ. And then he beats Cheeto Vera. And now he beats Pedro, Pedro Munoz. How can... I, if I look at this, and I look at uh, Anderson Silva, who at one point he was beating guys like Patrick Cote, no shade towards him. He was beating guys like Yushin Okami, no shade towards him. But, you know, he wasn't beating guys that are still fighting. You know what I mean? Like, Kenny Florian was a beast back then. Uriah Faber, Mike Brown, Cub Swanson, these guys were like the small guys, like the guys that built this division. They were beasts back then. And uh, I don't know. It's it's a good argument to make. It's a really good argument to make. Well, yeah, nice well, anyway. Be a nice Twitter poll. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll we'll also add uh, Mena Nunez. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good one. Yeah, all those three. Uh, that. Now let's move on to the main event fight, which Cyril Gunn and Derek Lewis. And, and, and for our viewers, Cyril Gunn actually answered to one of our questions on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, we asked him, "Hey, how was your uh, passage at you know at TKO?" He said he loved TKO. Uh, uh, by the way, for for people who don't know, TKO is an MMA organization in Quebec, and uh, yeah, he, he, uh, Cyril Gunn fought in there, and he was the heavyweight champion as well. Yeah, so he came uh, in. His first pro fight was for the title in TKO, and he yeah, won that's it. crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, because he was like a <laughs> fucking undefeated Muay Thai kickboxer back then. But yeah, so he was. Um, that was a good that, like he I, I didn't I don't even know that he was until I was looking through pictures and I saw him holding the TKO belt and I was like fuck I'm like and then like it clicked to me I'm like fuck that's why he looked familiar I thought I, maybe I'd seen him just randomly and I just you know clicked in my head but he had looked familiar and I was the, and then when I saw him, I'm like yeah he was the champ I looked back on it I didn't not that I saw the fights or anything but uh, I saw I mean a TKO so it was a good event man it was a good it was a good uh, organization I hope they come back yeah, hopefully. So Cyril Gane, and, man, he's uh, is it Gane or Gane? I don't even know. Gane, whatever. Gane. I, I think it's Gane because then he says Bon Gane. So I think that's why. <laughs> Gane, no, it's, it's. I don't know, man. I think it's Gane. I don't think he's gonna care. <laughs> um, yeah, he said he loved uh, fighting in front of the Quebec crowds, yeah, and uh, he wants to fight it against us. He even threw the word tabarnak in there, which is fucking hilarious. But yeah, yeah, if you guys want to go see the tweet, it's on Twitter. Um, uh, but yeah, the fight, the the fight itself, incredible. 
he did exactly what he he did exactly what he was gonna do. He said he was he he says he was gonna hit and not get hit. Mm -hmm. Exactly what happens. His footwork, oh my god, it's for a heavyweight. That's insane. Yeah, he is like a middleweight, like a light heavyweight fighting a heavyweight. That's yeah. how. That's how incredible his footwork is and unstoppable. Yeah, he moves well. He's he's a he's an athletic dude. Uh, he moves really well. Smart fighter, um, man. Like we were talking about it in the in our chat. Like we knew that he was gonna point. He was in a point fight. You know, like he's just gonna go combinations and just hit Lewis as many times as he can. And what the thing is with Lewis is that he's a counter puncher, right? But if you don't give him any time to set up the shots, and he's not gonna be able to set them up. So, uh, Ghana did a really good job at disguising a lot of things, and you know he threw like a spinning elbow at one point. Like he th he was just doing different things that Derek Lewis couldn't figure it out. Uh, Derek Lewis, all he needs is the once, man, that one shot, and he just it came a couple times. He he hit Ghana a couple times, but Ghana's chin, man, fuck that that guy's chin is made of steel. So uh, good on him for lasting as long as he did with, with Derek Lewis. We've seen, what, we've seen the guys that suffered the Derek Lewis's KOs, um, but yeah, but we've seen uh, to watch him against Ngannou. We've seen in this fight Derek Lewis's Achilles heel. Because, you know, Derek Lewis, to, to set up his punch, he needs to be, he, he needs to have his foot planted. Yeah. And and Gon tired his foot. He, he kicked his fucking leg yeah. many times. And at, at one point, Lewis couldn't put all his weight on. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't put all his weight on this leg. And that's when Gon went for it in third round yeah. and got the TKO. And incredible strategy because i think that's the right strategy to go with 100 it was it was a perfect fight for again we can't i mean there's not more not much more we can say about the guy other than i'm looking forward to seeing what happens again with him and engano because there's that whole video of them sparring in practice you know like that, that just got leaked so um and it looked like engano just couldn't match up with the movement and i think that <laughs> no for real that's i listen engano yeah, yeah. has more punching power than Derek lewis does so if he touches in Gane. Then I think that you know it could be lights out for Gane. But if Cyril is able to like to point fight and move around and and get away from him, I think it's different. Stipe, the reason why Ngannou beats Stipe is because Stipe sticks right in that fucking pocket and he tries to box with you. Where Gane doesn't do that. He stays distant. You saw he has a kind of like that karate stance. You know he bounces on his toes a lot. Where Stipe doesn't do that. Like there's a, there's a lot about Gane that that. That he where he has the best matchup. The hardest matchup for Ghani in the heavyweight division isn't Ngannou. It's John Jones. The reason why is because John Jones is just as agile and just as quick, if not more, than Ghani. So that's the that's going to be a problem for him. If if John Jones can beat Stipe, rumors that they're going to fight in 2022. If John Jones can beat Stipe, and then he gets a title shot against Ghani, then that'll be that's going to be the fight for me. I think that's going to be the ultimate fight. And if Jones wins that, I, hands down, nobody can say a fucking word. That guy's the best fighter of all time. And I don't give a shit. They, they both have the same... Uh, well, I'm not sure if Ngannou still has the same coach as Gan. No, he, he, moved, uh, he moved here. To, to Vegas. Yeah, he moved to Vegas. And he um, and he has his own training staff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because he used to be with, with, with Fernand Lopez. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's another so, thing. They know the insides. You know, they know a little bit more. They can game plan a little bit better. But, you know, he's fought a long time. He hasn't fought a long time since, since out of France for a while. So uh, it's going to be different. It's going to be tough for them to figure out. But overall, I think Ghani is uh, 
he's the guy to beat right now. Like, you can't deny it. The fact that he's coming in as a 375 favorite, a minus 375 favorite to go up against Derek Lewis in Derek Lewis's town, knowing the kind of power that Derek Lewis has, that speaks volumes to how good he is and how good the public actually thinks he is. But he seems like a really good guy, man. Honestly, like, like, like I would, dr- I would drink a beer with him. Like I, I would go for a beer. He seems like a guy that's very laid back. Yeah. The the crowd was booing him all along, and yeah. he, he just didn't give a fuck. He was smiling. Th- yeah. That's how much he didn't give a fuck. Well, because about he the knows crowds. that if they go to France, it's the same thing the other way, right? So it just <laughs> yeah. he understands that it's part of the game. Like he's been a fighter for a really long time, so he's probably gone to worse hostile environments than fucking uh, Houston, Texas. You know what I mean? And some people love being the 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 villain. Yeah, yeah. So the, he, uh, yeah. So honestly, he he fought a great fight, and and Ganu versus Gan, I think, will be one of the best fights ever. Could be, and John Jones Gan, John Jones and Gan will be even better. I think Gan, I think I think Ganu and Gan. I'm gonna start pronouncing his name as Gan. It's gonna be a. It'll be a boring fight. Yeah, I think the hype is gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. We're all gonna tune in. Everybody's gonna want to see it. If it happens in France, even better. You know what I mean. So everybody's gonna want to see it. But I think the fight itself is gonna be boring. Look what Gan did. His last fight against. Um, what did he fight? Volkov. Right before, uh, was it Volkov? Right, Volkov. right before yeah. Derek Lewis. Yeah. Look, he fought another kickboxer. Uh, he had to stick the distance, a tall, taller guy, you know, longer legs, all that stuff. He had to stay. It was a really boring fight. Gun put on a clinic. He won 30-27, hands down. But at the end of the day, Nganu isn't the type of guy that likes to... He, he likes to explode, but if he doesn't have anything to explode to, it might be a boring fight. And he doesn't seem like a guy who's going to get KO'd. So. It'll be interesting to see what he does against Jones because Jones, I know he's a elite wrestler. Yeah, um, he's an incredible wrestler, and I, I want to see what Gunn does on the ground because I, I, I've seen one of his fights and he he, he did win by submission. So he, so he does have, so he does have some Gunn, a bit of I, I put money on him to win by submission. I thought he would I thought he would end up on the ground and choke him out at one point. I thought he would like triangle choke Lewis. Him. Uh, no, I thought Gunn would win by submission. Oh, I, that's what I put money on. I thought because it was the, it was paying a lot, so I was like, you know what, this is like real because he's won by heel hook. How many heavyweights do heel hooks? Other than Frank Mir, no. I don't think anybody's ever done a heel hook in the heavyweight division. Not many. Yeah, uh, I mean, th- those are the type of things that small guys do, you know. And heel hooks r- are rarely hit in the UFC because when you heel hook somebody, you're you leave your face exposed, so you can get hammer fisted. So, I mean. The guy obviously knows what he's doing on the ground a little bit more than Nganu, but try keeping a guy at Nganu's size on the ground. It's literally impossible. Literally. I'm a big dude, and when I grapple with some big guys, it's it's so hard to keep them down. It's crazy. Uh, all right, so we're moving on to, to football. Football? Oh, soccer, you mean? Yeah, yeah, soccer. Oh, fuck it. Let's, talk, let's talk more fights, man. What other fights like did you like on that card? Let's look at it right well, now. the other fight. Well, the other fight is, T- is Tisha Torres and Angela Hill, which I thought was uh, nice. Angela Hill, she, she she didn't go for it, and and I was disappointed because Tisha Torres just kept pounding and pounding like a like a pit bull. Oh, Tisha and Torres is a monster, man. So Tisha Torres, okay, she at one point she had lost like four fights in a row. Th- three of those fights were Joanna. Weili Zhang and Jessica Andrade, three former champions. 
since then she's been murdering people and she changed weight classes um angela hill out of the ufc came back she's 13 and 9 now 13 and 10 in her career so she's a good fighter she's she sells fights she's you know she's people like to watch her because she's exciting but tisha torres is at another level of just i was wrong about this i thought i thought hill would ko uh torres like legit i was like i was so convinced of this and but when i saw tisha torres come out there she looked good man she looked lean and mean she outboxed angela hill which i didn't think would happen one 166 landed strikes yeah yeah she for was, tisha torres yeah it was crazy man that to watch that fight i was like man she really impressed me she can really make a make a make a run for the title so it's i'm excited to see what happens with tisha torres but there's one fight actually I, you probably like this fight rafael fiziev against bobby green Oh yeah, 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 yeah! That fight was great as well, and uh, and Fiziev got the the performance of the night. They they, uh, no, they no. got they got fight of the night, big yeah. performance bonus. Yeah, so yeah. I had predicted yeah. that Bobby. I'm like, this is gonna be the fight of the night. My buddies and I, we watched the fights, and I told them uh, we were eating food. I'm like, this is the fight of the night. So we were all watching it, and it it's what it was. <laughs> I put money on on Bobby Green by KO because I thought that he would just fucking go nuts. He did at one point, like he was fucking throwing. Yeah, man, and it was good for him. I, he 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 really showed a lot, but. Fiziev is just too good of a fighter. Bobby Green looked super upset when he lost, man. He yeah, for sure, man. It was a tough, tough he, decision. He 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 out he outstriked uh, Fiziev, but Fiziev landed. You know, he, he he controlled the the fight better. Yeah, I believe. And um, I don't know. It was it was electric. I liked it. And Fiziev, I've. I think it was the right decision. Oh, for and sure, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was the right well, decision too. I thought Bobby Green won the first round, and then after that, I think Fiziev just kind of like you know took over. Uh, but overall, it was a good fight. Um, Fiziev, man, he's somebody to mess with in that division. I think another, another a couple wins for him, and he'll be in title contention for the lightweight division for sure. Uh, another fight, actually, we want to talk about: Carolina Kovalkiewicz loses by armbar to Jessica Penne. This idiot right here. I took two bets. I took Jessica Penny by decision and Jessica Penny by KO. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, did you watch also the fight of our previous guest? You know, our previous guest, Eamon Zahabi. Draco Rodriguez. Fought Draco Rodriguez and he fought Vince Morales. Yeah. I, I, I DM'd him like, hey, your two previous fighters are fighting, you know? They answer? And uh, yeah, he answered. He was like, yeah. He was laughing, and uh, Draco at least looked better than his fight against Amen. He did, yeah. And Vince, the fight—I wasn't too sure who won the fight because the the fight itself was boring. It was a unanimous decision. It was a boring fight. I had Vince Morales winning just because of the grappling. Yeah. I thought he controlled a lot of the grappling on the ground. Um, he took his back a few times. Draco Rodriguez didn't really—he didn't really have much on the ground, and that's where the fight mostly yeah. mostly stayed. Um, overall, was good, but I want to talk about Jessica Penne and Carolina. So Carolina now she's hinted at uh, retiring. Retirement, and, yeah. So yeah. I think that that's something that she's. Uh, I hate like I'm not the type of guy to say they should retire because it's on them, right? But at some points, you you when you're she she fought so recently recently for the title against Joanna like three or four years ago, and for her to be the first fight on a prelim card is it's a little you know it's tough to watch Carolina because she was a fucking savage for a long time. I, I I was surprised to see her in, in a prelim because 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 I remember her fighting for the, obviously for the title. Yeah, she'll probably get she'll, cut in, in, if she doesn't retire. 
and, and this and this is now five straight loss for her. Yeah. So it's 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 tough for her, you know. And listen, she's lost to some tough people, but like her, she did beat Rose. She she beat Rose back in 2016. Yeah, she beat Rose and, five years ago when Rose was 12 yeah. years old. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we, people talk about oh, they, yeah. they people always put that oh they beat Rose, but Rose is literally 20 years old back then. Like she's 26 now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like she's Rose, a lot better. Yeah, Rose, she's matured so much, obviously. Um, but yeah, she's she's beaten. She's lost to Ioana. She lost to Claudia Gadelia. Uh, she lost to Jessica Andrade, Michelle Waters, and Alexa Grasso, and now Jessica Penne. Um, I, I think she might have uh, one farewell fight, and then I think she's I think she's gonna fight one more time. She's not the type of person where the UFC is gonna be like, okay, we'll give you one more fight. I think that five losses in a row for her is. Uh, whatever her last contract is, her last fight on her contract is, and they just won't renew her. And, uh, and the fact yeah. that she's hinted at uh, retirement, the UFC is listening, and they'll, they'll, they'll make the right decision for her. But it's, it's tough to see Carolina at that point because to lose like that so quickly just by armbar, you know, like, it's weird. If she gets KO'd, you know, she gets head kicked and it knocks her lights out, then you can be like, okay, you know, like she got caught. But Jessica Pennant, obviously, she's sick on the ground, and I knew that, and I'm still an idiot for not betting her to win by submission. But um, Carolina, to, for her to lose by armbar like that is, is tough. It's tough to watch. Tough. Uh, yeah, I, I felt bad. Um, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, oh, th- there was a fight we didn't talk about. A, a fight where I fought... Alonzo Menifield was so stupid. Why? He, he was fighting Ed Herman, yeah. whose leg, whose leg was literally done. That happened at the end. Okay. Though. Well, not a, no. It happened in round two. At the end of round two. Yeah, the end of round two. Oh, sure, yeah, because he, he fought the last round with it like that. Yeah. Yeah, he, he would happen a lot round two and round three. He was so well. Okay, round three started. He he fucking jumped on him yeah. and put him on the ground and, and started pounding, but he couldn't finish him. Yeah. Oh, he, he had the entire third round fighting against the guy whose leg was finished. Also, Ed Herman he probably in his last fight. Ed Herman is a, a legend of the sport. Back in the day, man, Ed Herman was one of the best, and uh, he didn't look like the old Ed Herman. That's for sure. He's like one of the original guys. It's like he fight out. He 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 used to fight out of Extreme Couture. I think he still fights out of there. Uh, like he was in the UFC when Randy Couture was in the UFC. Like that's how long he's been there. So hey. it's tough to watch him in that go out like that. But you know what? It was a tough fight towards the end. Right, at, right at the end, he caught Menafield a few times. But yeah, you're yeah. right. Alonzo Menafield, all he had to do was just attack that leg, and he'd be able to finish him. And he was going for, <laughs> since the beginning of the fight. He was going for that haymaker right hook and just haymaker and hay. He was missing and missing. And you know, you, you can't if you can't tag Ed Herman, who are you going to tag? You know, Ed Herman looked like a walking robot. All right, it was a good fight. It was a good card. It was a good, good card all the way around. Um, I can't wait for for the next UFC event though. What is it? I I really do want to see Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler. That's gonna be sick. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. The pre the promo for that fight is gonna be sick. They're gonna show his old the old fight and pride, and they're gonna show all of that stuff. And yeah, I'm excited. For that. Yeah, I'm excited for the vlogs. For the, for for the Nick Diaz, the Nick vlogs. Diaz vlogs, you gotta watch him train and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. Fuck, it's gonna be sick. All right, buddy. Um, that was episode 61. Uh, we're breaking down UFC 265. Uh, as usual. Oh, hold on a second. Hold, wait, wait, hold on a second. Let uh, Let's break down so far. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter. 
Did you? Oh um, yeah, I'm not up. To, I'm missing one episode. I'm not up to date yet. I'm not up to date. I, the last fights, I, I just, I, I haven't seen the semifinals yet. Well, wait, what are you talking about? We're at episode ten right now. I haven't seen the semifinals yet. I haven't seen the the four when they made the fights. I haven't seen those fights yet. Oh, okay. You talk about okay, okay, okay. You yeah. Talk about, oh yeah, it's semifinals. So, so you didn't watch? So you didn't watch the Ludwig Shalinian? No, I haven't seen that fight yet. No. Ah, uh, you'll say it's a sad. It, it's a sad ending, man. I didn't like it. All right, don't tell me. Anything. I'm gonna. Wa- I'm watching it tonight. That's why. So don't tell me anything. Uh, <laughs> UFC 265 breakdown. Uh, appreciate Alex. Appreciate you coming on as usual. This episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10 percent off the entire site. Um, that was Terry. I'm Terry Time. You can follow me at Terry Time on Twitter, as you can see at the bottom right here and then you can follow alex the intern on twitter at the intern alex as you can see right there um hot sauce sports everywhere else like and subscribe on youtube um that's it always putting out good content we appreciate you guys listening oh we got a we got a great lineup as well coming up oh we do have a good lineup we got adam plant of university of las vegas nevada we got justin map of uh the montreal impact we got well impact club de foot de montreal uh, we have a fantasy football uh, hustler. Fantasy football hustler, uh, yeah. I make sure I'm going to be extra baked for that episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's Guys, stay tuned for that episode with fantasy hustler, man. He's going to be smoking a, bl- a bunk <laughs> on the episodes. It's going to be insane. It's classic, that guy. Uh, what else do we have? And we have Dre Miley coming on, fighter out of XMMA. Yeah. Uh, MMA fighter. He's got one eye and he's killing people. So he just lost his last. And Del Nalo. And Mandonalo at a TriStar. That's I'm super excited for that fight. That was a good get, Alex. Uh, Mandonalo fights in the UFC. One of the um, uh, Bellator. Bellator, sorry, one of the one of the best, one of the most interesting guys, the Rat King, uh, as you like to call him. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll come on. He'll come on, and we'll talk. We'll talk about him. He's a little, he's a little special, that guy. So I can't wait to talk to him, pick his brain a bit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You probably recognize him from the, one of the Ultimate Fighter seasons he was on there. Uh, so that's Mandel Nalo. So the next five, six weeks, man, are going to be stacked with uh, with good content. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Peace.